Welcome to the Endless Wealth Podcast. I'm a mama of two little ones, owner of a multi seven-figure real estate portfolio, and I'm your host, Sarah Miskelly. My mission is to show ambitious, high-performing women in business how they can stop chasing money at work and start making passive cash flow and build wealth from real estate investing. Just be ready because with the right ideas and advice me and my phenomenal guests will share in each episode, you will see things differently than you ever thought possible. All right, let's get into this week's episode. This is hands down the most motivating and inspiring episode I've ever done. We are talking to Mary Ann Gillespie. She is the CEO of Red Apple Coaching. She is my business coach, and she was also my coach when I was a realtor and helped me scale from zero to 400K in a few years. She has coached over 900 business owners to seven-figure profits. She's graced Forbes seven times, shared stages with Grant Cardone, and led brands like Starbucks. Marianne is a cognitive neuroscience expert. She founded Girl Abundance to mentor underprivileged girls for future entrepreneurship. She's a cancer survivor. She was once homeless. And she's a top 15% global triathlete, earning the 2023 Ironman AWA Elite designation. This woman is a boss, and the information she shares in this episode is coming from somebody who is so highly sought after, I had to apply to work with her. (laughs) And the people that she has coached are just incredible. If I could name them, I would, but it's private information. Anyways, you're going to love this episode. You're going to learn so, so much. She's packed this episode so tight with incredible information. Just help you get to that next level in any area of life. And make sure you stay to the end because I asked Marianne with everything she's accomplished and everything she's done, what her number one book recommendation was. And I was very surprised and it is now on my audible list. How did you get started as a business coach? Well, you know what? That's a great question. How I got started as a business coach was I, you know, I started getting into kind of similar to you. I got into real estate. My first year into real estate, I did 80 transactions and I was a transplant. So I really wasn't Um, you know, I wasn't from the area. So I worked really hard to do that. And then my second year of real estate, I hit a million dollars GCI. And then, you know, what I started to realize was before I got it, you know, I was like, how is this happening? You know, it's easy for me. It wasn't very hard. And then I started looking and I said, before I even got licensed in real estate, I had left, I was the youngest vice president of business development for a major marketing firm. And I was in the the newspaper, the local newspaper as somebody to watch and all the above. And I basically was like, you know what? I want to get into real estate. So I went and I looked at the top realtor in the entire country and I approached that individual and I said can I can I work with you and the realtor was like well I have no positions you're way too qualified and you're not licensed so like there's no room for you here I said well what can I do and he said well you can be my personal assistant I said okay I said well can I ask you a question he says yeah I said why what do you attribute to your success and he says well I have a coach and he goes and I said oh okay I said well you know great and he goes and I take a lot of listings and I said cool so I said then if I work for you as your personal assistant I said, it's definitely a downgrade. Like I went from making a lot to like nothing. And uh, I said that I want two things in my contract. And he says, what is it? I said, I want to go on every listing appointment with you 
and I want to actually sit in on all your coaching calls. I just want to be a fly on the wall. And so that's kind of, that would, I would say is, you know, and then I got mentored by one of the best coaches in the world, essentially by osmosis. And, uh, it was probably that moment that I didn't realize that I had had a foundation for two years prior to even getting my real estate license and coaching. And so then all those things were coming to my head, the value of it, what the importance of it. So when I executed my career, it was really natural, but I also realized that that was my passion of building businesses. Real estate just comes really easy for me and systems come incredibly easy for me and seeing where somebody's going to go. So that's how I, that's how I got into it. I would say it's all the credit goes back to knowing the value of a great coach and looking at all the top performers in any industry and they have coaches and that's how I was exposed. And then I got to practice it. And then eventually I ended up implementing it and I built the number one real estate office in the entire world actually for all three years that I built it. So we had the highest production. So then I just started branching off into business coaching and other coaching as well. You make it sound so easy, Marianne. <laughs> when you're doing what you're passionate about, yeah, but you make you make financing and investing in properties and you make what you do easy. So to me, what you do is like way harder. For me, what I do is is easier. It's relative. Well, it's relative. This is true. And all of that you've done, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be? I would say that the best piece of advice I would give myself is stop um, stop giving an F uh, what anybody thinks of what you're doing. Uh, you have to be very fearless in what you do and you have to stop really caring. I think it's, you know, I spent a lot of time and, you know, I spoke on stages with some really powerful people like Grant Cardone and Ryan Serhant and Arlene Dickinson and those guys. And I asked them the same question all the time and it's exactly how I feel is that they say that too many people wait too late in their careers to do stuff that's fearless. They only realize later how little little everybody else's opinion of them matters. And so we hold ourselves back, especially with social media the way it is now, is we hold ourselves back from what we really want to be doing. And you have to trust that inner voice inside of you. And you have to just say, okay, it's not going to be easy, but get yourself out there. And whatever, however many no's you get, it's irrelevant. Um, critics are going to be critics. You know, people are always going to try to take you down. But if you care about what other people think on your journey, it's going to hold you back. And I would say that that's the best advice. Like I really, really would give my younger self and I would give anybody, you know, and if you talk to some of the best people in the industries, that's what they say. The same thing is stop caring about what everybody else thinks about what you're doing and, and your journey and just go all in. And, and if you do, you know what, you're going to learn a lot but you're probably gonna end up, regardless of what happens, miles ahead anyway. And that is the most important part, the mindset. And it's kind of a cliche term, but it's really the foundation <laughs> of everything because it is so hard now with, we are used to comparing ourselves online. That's actually how we're building businesses these days. It's based on how many people are receptive to your online model for a lot of industries. So that is even more challenging. So just coming back to that foundational aspect that you shared, I think is a really wonderful reminder for many, many people because you're speaking at it from, you know, learning from people who are just so, so far advanced, <laughs> like, like Grant Cardone and stuff. Right. And, you know, for you, I know you're training for Ironman, which is incredible right now. And you have three businesses. You're just a total yeah. boss. <laughs> what does a typical day look like for you? <laughs> oh, 
my gosh. Um, I had somebody say to me recently, they're like, I want to, I want to shadow you. I said, people have tried. They've tried. I said, if you shadow me for a day, you got to do everything I do for a day. I said, there's hands down. And I said, so a typical day for me, I'm up at four o'clock in the morning. So I'm always working out around four. Um, latest, like a sleeping in day would be like 4.30. So 4.30, that, hence why I look like this. I was up this morning. Um, we're on our final training block. We're leaving for Finland in a week. So um, a typical training block, yeah, we're up at four o'clock in the morning. We're definitely working out hardcore or in the pools or in the lakes or running or cycling at 4.30 at no later than that. So we'll do about uh, an hour to two hours at that point and then hammer into my administration team, then hammer into my clients and then you know, bit running all the businesses all day it's non-stop like there's usually I get about 30 minutes free maybe in a day um, at most uh, hundreds and hundreds of, of things that we're building and doing at the same time and then usually by the at the end of the day so about five o'clock at the end of the day I'll do another workout for about an hour to an hour and a half uh, sometimes two hours and then back into the office afterwards and, and hammering it out then so yep so it's it's non-stop non you're just a beast this is why I admire you so much <laughs> Hey, there's not a lot of people who are going to take put this much effort into things, right? But that's where you get your success from. And it's it's inspirational because knowing that people can do it like you, it's just realistic that other people can do it too. You know what I mean? It's 100%. all just noise. Um, and you remind me of um, the military. There's a lot of people in the investing space that I know that have a military background. That sounds like kind of what you're living. Maybe you're going in the military, but it sounds like you have a militant lifestyle. <laughs> So it I is like a militant lifestyle, just so you know. And it's funny, I just realized the picture's like crooked behind me, which is kind of fun. Um, but anyway, I was like, either I'm crooked or that picture's crooked. Anyway, but uh, but things like it's, you know what, it's compartmentalizing, but it's also just understanding. Like if you, you know, as, as um, entrepreneurs, we have a lot of ideas and lots of things come through your head. And like, I'll hear it all the time. Somebody will be like, how come you're not doing this? Or how come you're not doing that? And I'm like, because you have to prioritize what's important, what's not important. And I'm like, and you know, you can have a lot of different things but for me myself it's like you know you have to really prioritize where do you want to go so like right now number one priority <laughs> two weeks from now i'll be done the ironman finland i'll be coming back we have everything planned like september is a huge month we want all of our clients to move ahead we want <laughs> really big things to happen in september so we know where we're going so everything is milestone events and milestones moving forward so and also as entrepreneurs a lot of people complain that they're like oh man like i'm overworked i have so much but we also have so much freedom you can work from anywhere in the world. You can do anything you want to do. And <coughs> our compensation is so different and it's so exciting because most of us would just be paralyzed if we were only doing 40 hours of work and sitting at a desk all day. Most of us would be literally, literally, we wouldn't even be using 10% of our brain. Yeah. yeah. And with the entrepreneurs that you are coaching, because they're very high level people, what do you see biggest challenge that they're facing right now? You know, we're in a different market. There's been a lot of conversation from last year to this year and things have shifted. So what is that big challenge that you see that they're tackling right now and how are they tackling it? How are you helping them tackle it? So I'm going to flip the scenario on that. The people that I work with, yourself included, they don't see it as a problem. So, so every time, you know, it's kind of like, I love what Warren Buffett said, you know, when people are fearful, you be fearless. When they're fearless, you be fearful. Um, so it's, it's really, it's so true. So most of the entrepreneurs that I work with, they, they know that this is actually the best opportunity. You don't get into markets or you don't build your businesses when everything's beautiful and perfect because you see what happened. So many people did that. There were so many new businesses that opened up during COVID where people were like, I'm going to open this, but they were, they really businesses or were they hobbyists? right so they got into the market or they started building businesses and they re and then when it got tough post-covid now 
they fold and they're dropping like flies. And you can see all these business models that didn't work are they're dying out because they opened their businesses when times were easy or they built them when they were easy. When you're building a business, when times are a little bit more challenging or when people are a little bit cautious, you know that you're building it up and if you're excited about it and you're succeeding at it, then as soon as things become easier, that business is going to literally quadruple 10 times bigger. So your opportunities are huger, which is why even myself as an investor, I didn't buy any investment properties during COVID. And I'm very happy I didn't buy any because right now rental inflation is on the up. Projects are amazing. There's opportunities everywhere and I want to seize those. So now like Warren Buffett, when everybody's scared, I want to jump in. And so I think with my clients, it's the same thing is that they don't see this as a bad time. They look at it and they go, they're hungry. They're going, this is my chance to go to the next level. This is my chance to take the business, evolve, grow it, capitalize, find opportunities and crush it. So we refer to it as the opportunity year. It's massive opportunities and I don't, none of them are scared. None of them feel worried about it. We're just really excited about saying, is it hard? Yeah, it's harder, but everybody I work with, they have that skill. Entrepreneurs are tough as nails, man. So it's like the hard work is irrelevant. It's about saying we know that eventually like this is a huge opportunity year and next year will be the same. So we're excited. Are you a female founder that wants to confidently diversify her portfolio, make passive cash flow and build wealth? Then you cannot miss the Passive Real Estate Wealth Virtual Summit designed specifically for 250K plus female founders I'm hosting on September 21st and 22nd. Grab your ticket and join me and 10 incredible female real estate investing experts as we dive into the old boys club of lucrative real estate investing the passive way. Go to www.passiverealestatewealth.com to apply for one of the limited number of free digital tickets. I cannot wait to see you there uh, I feel like I'm hyped <laughs> this is my picture coaching call this week thanks Marianne because I'm just like let's go crush it let's go crush it <laughs> I'm like, let's do it <laughs> take advantage of it right it's like you know you can be scared or you can be like let's do this shit so it's like for me it's like just do it it's like you're you know why, why would you want to like to me it makes no sense why you want to jump into something when everybody's jumping in you jump in when everybody else is scared to death and then that's where those are those things where you hear like you hear all these people the best most successful business owners in the entire world look at the most challenging times and they jump into them so so well and and it's like those are the ones who have the skills the development and what they learn from it it's just it to me it's like it's not easy but it's the best freaking opportunity best opportunity is right now awesome and yeah, with yeah. your business that you're in business coach i know you're an investor as well yep. what is one thing about your business that you did not expect when you started it and what is one thing about investing that you didn't expect when you got started yeah so in my business what i didn't expect is i've always invested in myself so I've always invested in myself. What I didn't expect is I didn't expect a bunch of people to basically, and I think this is kind of where my head goes, is I didn't expect people to be so frugal. Like, you know, when you're when you're showing people, same as your, your business, when you're showing people the ability to grow to the next level or whether it's financial or whatever, it's amazing how many people won't invest in themselves. They just won't. And it's like, and if you, if you won't invest in yourself, you're not growing and then your consumer isn't growing and you're not growing your business. Like it doesn't make sense to me. And I never expected to have to convince people that, you know, like they'll drop $6,000 on a vacation that, that will last one week 
and, and, it, and that's it. But they'll never drop that for either investing into a property or joining a webinar or do, joining a program. Like it's crazy how many people, like I can tell you, reach out to us on any given day and they talk to us and they're like, I want to, I want to have a multi-million dollar business. And you're like, okay. And then you have to invest this in it and they're, you know, to have somebody help you. What? What? And then it's like, well, you know, so what I didn't expect is that. And so you can really weed out, you know, who is growth minded and who isn't. So it's been interesting. I think it's a pro, but it's amazing how, how people have really become that level where they're like, they don't invest in themselves, which is interesting. And then what I learned in what I didn't expect investing in real estate, what I kind of didn't expect is I was always taught, you know, very entry level because like my family passed away when I was young. So I didn't have a lot of the consultation investment world. So what I really realized is that I used to think that one or two, like investing in houses and, and things like that, I was like, oh, that's, that means I'm a great investor. No, no, no. So, you know, what I've realized now is I look at very specific things and I look and I go, what are bigger opportunities? Because now I'm getting it that one or two or three properties is very different than being an investor and investing in bigger projects, investing in right now, I really wanna be investing in larger projects. I wanna invest with, you know, um, I know rental inflation, where that's going and the housing crisis is all over the world. So I know that housing is really awesome. So I don't just want one-offs, I want lots of opportunities. And that's something I didn't realize back then. I was playing very small. And when you don't realize that investing is that a lot of people think investors are one-offs, but then you really look and there's many tiers to how you invest, where you go with your investments. And then you sit down and you look and you listen to people like yourself and you're like, it's huge. Like the opportunity. So are you, are you exposing yourself to them? And I wasn't for a very long time. So it's been really, it's been great. The last like seven years have been amazing. And I'm kind of now I'm jonesing going like, how big can I invest? It's fun. Love it. And with that being said, like what advice would you give maybe a young woman that really wants to get started? I know you're saying go big, but is maybe feeling overwhelmed or stuck in analysis paralysis with all the options out there for real estate investing. You need to, you need to be in a circle with people like you. If that's, if like, you know, it's kind of cliche, but, but they need to be in circles with people like you because here's the thing. It's like a tribe. Right. And it's like you can't the brain needs that reassurance. You need to know that other people have gone where you've gone. And that's one of the reasons why people hire coaches. And that's one of the reasons why people have support and mentorship. If you're a young woman and you want to get into investing, you need to listen to that gut. Like you need to take care of yourself. And, and that's one of the things that I'm very big on is financial success. There's so many role models out there right now that are financially successful, but they need to get in circles like yourself. They need to find a tribe like you and be part of it and talk and open it up and be fearless about it and just realize, you know what, mitigate your risks, but also sit down, pick the brain of people like you, be in that circle. If you're not in the circle, you are going to always be scared and you're never going to know. And the more you're in that circle, like before I started doing Ironmans, I was sitting on a bike at like 300 pounds going, you know what? People were like, oh yeah, you're never going to do an Ironman. And I was like, well, I didn't know how to do it. So yeah, what did I do? I hired coaches, learned how to do it. And then now my circle is full of like, I'm going to world championship four and a half years after I started racing Ironmans at 300 pounds. How is that even possible? Like it's possible. Why? Because I surround myself with the people who've done it before. They've coached me on it. They told me how to get there. I listened. I did it. I'm still scared every single week. I'm still scared. I'll still be scared two weeks from now, but I put myself out with the right people. So if you're young and you're female and you want to get in it, they got to get to people like you. They have to start exposing and forcing themselves into your circles and they will become, they will become because it's natural.
Yeah. And I appreciate it because you're, you are in my circle. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, you're getting, when you connect with somebody, it's like, you're not just getting with them. You're getting all of the people that they've learned from all the yeah. uh, investment they've made in themselves. Like all the coaching I've been in coaching. I coach with you for you're the realtor, um, you know, we're coaching together now. And then there's all that extra education that we both know we invest in ourselves. And it's that beautiful kind of ripple down effect of when you connect with one person, you're getting their entire like experience from all the other people. So it's wonderful. And you're speaking at my passive real estate wealth virtual summit on September 21st. And I am so excited. It was when you said yes, I was just like, yes, because I know it's so important to have somebody there who's talking about mindset. So I'd love to know what people can expect from you. If you can give a little bit of a teaser about what you'll be talking about at the event. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about building the biggest mindset. And so one of the things that we look at when we're building our mindsets is, and I want to kind of just point this out to people, is that I came from nothing. And that's one of the, 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 what I love about what I bring to the table is, is that I'm not full of it. Okay. And what I mean by that is I literally came from nothing. I didn't come from, my family passed away. I was homeless for a year, uh, living on streets and, and cars and never all of the above. So I'm going to share with you how I coach other people to get to where they want to get to mindset wise. My background is neurosciences as well. So I bring a really cool combination to the table, but the most important thing is, is I come from nothing and you know, to get to where I've gotten to today there's nothing I haven't been through nothing I haven't been through you name it I've been through it before before I hit 26 years old I've been through it and I think that what I really want people to walk away with is is that you have to start believing in yourself and you have to get there and there's certain things that you should do there's about seven to ten things you've got to consistently do and always do them that you may not know that you have to do in order for you to get there and how to trust that inner voice and how to actually listen to it so we're gonna coach and teach you guys that and I guarantee you I I've done this before. This is the exact same presentation that I gave Grant Cardone. And literally, I will tell you right now, you know, the audience after Grant was like, okay, I'm sorry. They're like, we loved you. You were like way better. And I'm like, I love Grant, but I'll tell you is that from a female business perspective, I'm telling you right now is that, you know what? I'm the walk. I walk the walk, talk the talk, and I'm going to make sure that everybody leaves there saying, okay, you know what? I can conquer everything. So that's what I'm going to bring. This is everybody who's going to be there is so, so lucky. And I'm so freaking excited because I'm now just like, ooh, tell me the seven things. all time. Like, I need to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. The first thing is going to be how to fix my camera. But anyway, yeah. no. Okay. Um, down and I'm like, eventually it's going to be on my, my <laughs> name or something. I'll be like, all right, let's not look here. But I will have a good camera. Yeah, there we go. And Miriam, I'm going to ask you one last question because you gave such a wealth of information today and you hyped us up so much. You've learned so much, done so much, learned, like be in so many places. But when you come, when you think of it, what is like the number one book that you would say has made the biggest difference for you? You know, that's the hardest question, but I'm going to say that, you know what, it's going to be a very weird answer, but it's, it's called the 10 regrets of the dying. Okay. And it's, you can Google it. You, you actually don't need to read the whole book. Um, it's written by a colleague of care nurse and it's called the 10 regrets of the dying and, uh, or sorry, the five regrets of the dying. I don't know why I said 10. There's not 10, there's five, the five regrets of the dying and the five regrets of the dying are, is a great book. And what it's done is, is it's written by a palliative care nurse. And what she does is she talks about all the things, sorry, I'm going to adjust this. She talks about all the things, it's driving me nuts. Anyway, she talks about all the things that she's heard in her career. It's the same five things that each person, when they're on their deathbed, these are the five things that every single person that she's ever met 
has always regretted. And she says, you know, if we can ever share things, and I really, truly, it was the most profound read I've ever done. I, I have it printed, The Five Regrets. You can Google it and look at the Coles Notes version instead of, because the whole book is kind of sad. So, but if you read it, and it was actually advice to me to read by somebody who said, you need to read this. Um, years ago, one of my favorite mentors gave it to me, and I read it, and I remember thinking, that's it right there. I'm like, you know what? You have two choices in this life. Like I can read all the business books, all the self-help books, everything else like that. But the truth is, is to get a glimpse and a snapshot of what things are going to be like when you're sitting on your deathbed and knowing what all the people who have sat on that deathbed before they die, what they regretted. And it comes down to five things. You can really change what you, how you live today by understanding that they have already walked that path. Don't ignore it really read that and look at the five regrets and go, you know what? what? Like most people, when they read that, they go, holy smokes, man. They go, that's exactly one or two of them. You're going to go, that's exactly what I'm not doing. And you're going to see it. And you're going to go and live your life that way. And you're going to realize that don't have any regrets when you leave this world. Just don't have them. And, and learning from that book has been the most profound reminder on a consistent basis of where I need to be mentally and, and present. Thank you. I genuinely am like, I need to get that book now because I think it's hard for some of us entrepreneurial people. We're always go, go, go. So thank you for that reminder. It was a beautiful way to close it off. I'm so excited to have you speak on September 21st. It's going to be amazing and have an amazing time at Ironman. I will, girl. Thank you so much. I love it. And I can't wait. We're going to rock it. Thank you for tuning into the Endless Wealth Podcast. If you got value from this week's episode, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It truly means so much to me to get this information out to more trailblazing women like you. And don't forget, if you haven't secured one of the limited number of free digital tickets for the Passive Real Estate Wealth Virtual Summit happening on September 21st and 22nd, go to www.passiverealestatewealth.com to apply now and join me and 10 incredible female real estate investing experts for this exclusive online event where 250K plus female founders transition from being real estate newcomers to confidently managing a growing passive real estate portfolio. I can not wait to see you there.